This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 110, recorded on the 17th of October, 2018. On today's show, big issues at day camp this year. If you would like easy, automatic, and free updates of our podcast, just subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or most other places you get your favorite podcasts. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored by camp pros like you who support the show on Patreon. If you've got even one good idea from the Camp Hacker podcast, you can show your support for the show for as little as $1 a month. That's right, just $1 a month. And for chipping in, you'll get some great rewards too, just like you would with a Kickstarter campaign. Please go to patreon.com forward slash camphacker. Thanks for letting your awesome out, Camp Mavericks. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker Show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I'm a summer camp marketing and strategy consultant, and I help camps translate what they do so that more families insist on sending their kids to summer camp. I'm excited today to welcome a special guest, new co-host for today, because we have a very specific and uh, topic that I've been looking for forward to for a long time. So I wonder, Aaron, if you can introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Aaron Gluckstein. I'm assistant director at uh, Camp Robin Hood in um, just uh, in the Toronto area, and uh, also the uh, I oversee the um, uh, camp leadership uh, and team building programs that we run in the uh, in the shoulder season, um, as well as uh, a focus on transportation and staffing during the uh, during the summer months as uh, as part of the uh, summer program we run. Cool. Thanks, Darren. I'm glad you're here. And Sam, how about you? Hi, I'm Sam Thompson. I'm a recreation supervisor for the Crystal Lake Park District, um, which is northwest of Chicago, Illinois. Um, I run day camps and, um, in addition, um, have things during the winter that I run uh, preschool and before and after school as well. Right. Sam, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're here. Uh, for those listening or watching the video, some hints about what we're going to be talking about today, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. But Sam, how did you get involved in summer camp yourself? Um, well, I was a, a camper in a variety of camps, um, Brownie Day Camp, 4-H Camp, Church Camp, um, Resident and Day, um, and then I've worked at quite a few camps over the years. Um, I've been at this particular camp for 32 years. So. Amazing. Amazing. What, what for you was the one moment where you decided this is it? I'm in this for a life. I think when I was seven and, um, <laughs> I still remember my counselor's name. It was a 4-H resident camp at the time. And I still do some traditions in my camp now that I learned back then. So these are my Amazing. people. Amazing. Well, Sam, I'm, I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I get that. Aaron, how did you get started at camp? Um, for me, I, w I uh, spent many years as a, as a camper, as um, I'm sure almost everyone has. And uh, um, I ended up, uh, you know, work, continuing on as a, as a CIT and, uh, um, and, and staff uh, through my uh, educational years. Um, at, yeah. and it happened to be at, uh, at Camp Robin Hood for, uh, for, for most of those years. 
Um, I did take a, uh, a hiatus to uh, and did some did some overnight camp uh, in my in, in my time uh, as a camper, but uh, uh, ended up uh, really you know really uh, being connected to uh, Camp Robin Hood. So I stayed on on uh, as a as a staff member. Um, after I graduated, I did uh, enter the 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 real world uh, for for a couple years. Um, but uh, never, never really had a passion for what I was doing. I was, I, w- I was actually working in advertising and uh, and marketing, and um, had an opportunity to uh, uh, come on board full time uh, here about ten years ago. And uh, uh, so it's been uh, uh, probably a twenty-five year stint as a staff at camp, but uh, ten years as, as a full time, uh, um, a full time member of the team here. Amazing. Well, thank you, Aaron. We're grateful to have you. Uh, we may also be joined by Andy Perdican from Liberty Lake Day Camp. We're not sure if he's able to come in, but he may jump in in the middle of this, in which case I'll get him to do a quick introduction. But uh, longtime listeners of the Camp Hacker podcast will have heard Andy a few times, and so you know Andy's story. Um, so um, Sam and Aaron and Andy have one thing in common, that is they are great leaders in the day camp world. And I've often said on the show that we do not do enough to um, acknowledge and talk about the issues that are very specific to day camps. So today's topic is the big issues of day camp this year. What are the things that have come up in the last 12 months that are really driving um, camps that camp directors are spending a lot of time and energy dealing with. And so we thought we'd devote some good solid time today to what that looks like. And Sam, you had a place that you thought would be a good, a good position for us to start in. Sure. Um, there's a couple misconceptions about day camps. Um, one that it's daycare. And though we may yes. care for kids during the day, we are intentional youth development. Uh, so the challenge of convincing parents and campers as well as co-people in the field that that's what we do. Um, And then the other thing, uh, some people think there's no traditions or program progression or culture in day camp, um, which could each be a podcast on their own, each of those sections. um, Right. That I would love to dispel the misconceptions. That's perfect. That's perfect. So, um, so taking them at a time, and let me start at the at the end of what you just said. That people don't believe that there are culture or rituals around um, camp, and those traditions and and rituals are really the heart of what makes all camps successful. What what sort of things do you are you folks doing, Sam? That really brings those traditions uh, to light every day. Um, Well, we have the opportunity, um, at least in my situation, to have the children from age five and get them hooked until they're 18. And so there's got to be things to look forward to at each level. Um, Traditions, though, also that they know when they get to be a junior leader, they're in the skit at the overnight Mm -hmm. or whatever. So um, they look forward to some of those familiar, common traditions, but they also look forward to getting to progress as they go. Um, And culture-wise, I guess uh, the biggest example for me, um, we're inclusive. And so when you know your culture is working is when you see the kids starting to automatically do the things that include our special needs kids. Um, 
Right. And so slow process sometimes getting that culture yeah. to take hold. So. Right. All right. How do you how do you work every year to make sure that those that you are intentional about all of those moments in your camps, Sam? Um, well, you know, you, you set up your your framework and your policies and, and that. Um, and it starts when you first are doing the interview. Um, everyone I interview is asked how they feel about inclusion. Um, and I usually have my Williams syndrome guy meet them first and he's very huggy. And if he hugs them and they cringe, that's kind of the end of the interview. <laughs> um, so you start from the very beginning. Right, yeah. It's all through your whole program. Yeah. Good. I think, Aaron, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on this is because the the strength of and how good Robin has a, is a demonstrating their good traditions and and moments. How do you think um, you folks have been so intentional about that? Well, I think that um, just by by design, we um, the, the concept of, of 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 Camp Robin Hood has been to cr create the Sort of experience of a traditional camp of an of an overnight camp uh, almost um, in a day camp setting. So we've designed the facility mm -hmm. to have the feel and look of uh, of an overnight camp. It's you know we're we're just outside the city, but it, we've um, built sort of a rustic facility. Um, we have um, lots of open space where uh, where staff can you know take campers uh, you know under a tree and and do their own um you know cabin programming and we've we've um uh, developed traditions that um complement the, the facility and 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 the locations of certain um you know annual or, or daily weekly traditions that we have um you know happen in, in in certain spots that uh you know that are in line with the traditions whether it be flagpole or um you know or our um our tradition of uh waving goodbye to uh the kids as the buses leave each day um you know those are things that yeah. uh, that that you know we've created spaces for uh you know specifically for at, at the camp um and 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 the way that we approach our staffing and and staff training uh we we you know our intention is to have the staff um follow a a scripted schedule that we create but also to have certain periods yep. um each week where um, where they're in uh, infusing their own uh, creativity and uh, um, and and, and uh, programming that uh, that uses the facility and uses the uh, sort of idea of um, you know of, of uh, you know independent uh, creative um, um, thinking for for the staff and uh, and it's created a you know a really nice yeah. um, mix of of structured and uh, um, you know a little less formal structured uh, programming that we that we incorporate yeah awesome and that culture kind of bleeds into your staff too they realize they're going to be supported they're going to be able to be creative and then it word gets out that it's a good place to work and mm -hmm. you've got what you need right and yeah. then it just keeps perpetuating itself yeah and the tradition of uh the, the tradition of of what we do you know as Sam sort of uh, was alluding uh, it, it, it uh, trickles down to the staff and uh, we have, you know, several staff traditions also that uh, 
keep people uh, coming back and keep them happy and uh, engaged in what we do um, to, you know, to ensure that uh, they have a good time so that, uh, the, the, you know, in, in turn, the campers will have a good time as well. Right, right. So the, the first part of the, the things that you... Actually, no, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to leave this for one second. Sam, what do you do to... Um, to let people know about those traditions and rituals, the things that really make camp camp. What do you do to tell people about that before they're part of the community? Sure. Um, I'm part of a a big organization. um, So I don't have as much control over some of that as I'd like. Um, But we do have um, a marketing department that is very helpful. Um, We're, we, we have a, um, camp brochure that goes out early. Um, last year, we finally got a video clip um, made of a day in camp, and that's on our website and all yeah. of our facilities, and um, that was very helpful. Um, so just making sure that all our, our materials explain that we've got the lake and that we go canoeing and that we, you know, do campfires and they're going to be hiking and, you know, um, so they, I, I too, Aaron, am kind of a, a traditional camp theme inside of a day camp as well. And I'm lucky to have um, some facilities, although in the afternoon we're in the schools. So I've got both dilemmas, the, hey, I've only got a ball field and, and getting to use the other areas. Yeah. So, yeah. Something I'd like to get better at, the marketing portion of it. Right. Right, right, right. Excellent. Um, Aaron, I come to you in a second. I want to take a moment and just welcome Andy. Um, Andy, are you able to hear us? We got you. I hear you loud and clear. Excellent. So, Andy, what we've been talking about most is how day camps can make make use of and be a part of having good traditions and rituals as as part of the community building in their camp. You've started a, a camp from complete scratch fairly recently, um, not super recently, but fairly recently. What were the things that were very important to you that had to be there in terms of your traditions and rituals, the things that were the, the heart of the community of camp? Well, to me, the, the low-hanging fruit is the, um, the assembly times, right? Mm. Um, and mm. and it's, it's really funny because I've dealt with a lot of camps. I've, I've visited a lot of camps. And there are, very, there are a lot of day camps that sort of forego that tradition of getting everybody together like resident camps do at the flagpole kind of thing. Right. And you could make excuses, especially a big camp, and saying, oh, we're too big. It's so hard to get all these hundreds of people and that kind of thing. But those are just excuses. Um, <clears throat> you could split the camp into smaller parcels or you know find ways to you know build an amphitheater where everybody could uh, come together you know a banner day camp you know at, at one time they had over a thousand people two thousand people it seemed like in this huge you know roman amphitheater right yeah so i think that's super important so i created assembly areas for each age group you know i mean we started when when i started my camps the first couple of years everybody's together you know and then when it starts growing you, you parcel it out. So, okay, the first and second graders will meet here, the third and fourth graders meet there. I think that's really important, the coming together at the beginning of the day, coming together at the end of the day. And just to fast forward to now with my big camp, Liberty Lake, you know, 17 years down the road, we still 
do an all camp assembly at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week, all camp, just to give that yeah. sense of community. And then we, um, you know, during the middle parts of the week, we are able to do it, you know, by division. Um, I will tell you, just to throw a shout out to, um, to Laura and Jack <laughs> of um, uh, your buddies. Um, of the st- camp Stomping Ground. Yeah, Camp Stomping Ground. <clears throat> Starting a camp from scratch or, you know, running a town rec program or whatever it is where there is no long history of traditions there that I took so many great ideas from their journeys across the country. Um, because you, when you're starting a day camp, you, you need traditions. Like traditions are a huge part of camp. You cannot dismiss that in any way. And, um, and, and kids will latch onto them like, you know, white on rice. So yeah. like just a great, perfect example is one of their 500 slides was a sleepaway camp out in the Midwest that had a backwards bridge. Right? Very simple. Right. Put a yes. sign... All you got to do is put a sign on both sides of the bridge that says backwards bridge. And now you've yeah. got a backwards bridge. And the next thing you know, all the kids in your, in your camp are upholding the tradition yes. of backwards bridge on day one, you know, right. it's, it's right. just simple. So, so, and this is day camp, you know, we're not trying to impress a bunch of teenagers here, like a sleepaway camp per se. So yeah. in a day camp setting, we're able to do really cheesy little things like that for younger kids that they just grasp onto and love. Yeah, right on. Well, that that the way you mentioned that, Andy, makes me think of um, an idea that there are going to be people who listen to this who who don't have established camps like the three of you do, but are are maybe taking over a program or are the new camp director this summer of um, an ongoing rec program that has never been all that great, but they really want to bring something to it. And if you are thinking like, this is the year we start this kind of stuff, this is the year we turn on uh, as many traditions and rituals and silly songs and, you know, the specific dance you do when you pass this tree or the backwards bridge, um, all of this can make a difference this year. Like you can start now and make a difference in impact going forward. Cause all these things make camp memorable, make it different than camp. One of my first, um, staff experiences was at a camp that I didn't grow up at and they had camp names. And I thought that was so weird camp names. And I talked to the director about it and he was quite patient with me. He just said, I will do everything I can to prove to kids that this place is different than school. And it was just, it was just thoughtful like about that. It's like, we don't have camp names because other camps have camp names. We have camp names because this place is special and we're going to prove to kids that it's special in every way. Yeah. So I, I think that li- literally with our experience, yeah, especially with, in the sleepaway camp realm, the resident camp realm, there should be a checklist of things for a camp that like are just no brainers, like yeah. a birthday song, right? At lunchtime. Yes. And, and like Princess Pat and like just these basic things, which... Um, you know, a new person coming into the, to the realm of being the director of a camp should take and, and know it doesn't have to be something that that's, that's borrowed. It could be a completely original thing, but this yep. is like, again, low hanging fruit. That's really simple, easy things that kids just love and grasp onto and that they don't do in school. You made a great point there, Travis. Yeah. Um, one tradition that I think is really important is we still end the day singing, you know, yes. we just happy camper and singing and announcements so having that closure, like you were talking about, the beginning and the end, and the, um, we do a special event day in the middle where all the camps come together so they have some time to meet the other age groups that interact, and it's really exciting. 
those opening and closing beginnings and ends make such a big difference to the community. I have talked to a stunning number of camps who um, finished their week or finished their session with um, just by sort of fading away. Like, oh, then the kids get picked up. And I was like, <laughs> what? Ah, come on. That's such a, um, an important part of campus to begin it well and end it well. Aaron, I jumped on what you were going to say. No, I was just going to say, I think that, um, you know, like you were, like you just said, that the, 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 the idea that we have, a, you know, those, uh, those structured uh, uh, community, um, you know, uh, focused uh, events and ending the day in a, in a, in a structured way and, and, and starting it and having, you know, mass assemblies, I think all those things, um, you know, is, are, are what makes the difference between, you know, people who are professionally running camps and 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 you know programs daycare programs and other similar programs in the city that uh you know that exist that compete with us essentially but uh you know but uh, and may, they may call themselves camps but uh you know people uh who know camp you know really appreciate the value of what we do as you know full-time uh, professional uh, professionally run camps um those traditions are are, are a key element of uh, creating the community that we have here yeah, and, and you can make them. Yeah. You know, you, you could start from scratch and make them tomorrow. Right. And, and uh, one last plug for Jack and Laura Stomping Grounds. If you go to their website, they actually have the slides from those presentations that they did at ACA National and at Tri-State. They're up there, and they'll be glad to talk you through them. If, yeah. You know, they're just tremendous. Yeah. So we'll make sure that all of that those links are in the show notes. If you go to camphacker.tv slash podcast, you will see this is episode 110. Um, look for this episode and you'll see the notes there. So you'll see the links to the stuff that uh, Jack and Laura from Camp Stomping Ground did when they did their tour of, uh, they've been to over 150 camps and have gathered information. So that's a resource that's there. Sam, when you were starting, you were talking about this perception of day camp as being just childcare or just a place to park your kids in a work day. How do how do day camps get beyond that? How do they how do they change the perception of the people in their community? Well, um, when a parent signs up with us, I like to congratulate them on their great choice for their child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, they had to have them somewhere from this hour to this hour, but they chose to have it be more than just um, a one room where they're the oldest children in the building and they're not getting much outside time or interaction. Um, so getting them in the door the first time and then after that, we're good because then once they've come, then they realize this is much more. And now the next year they're going to plan ahead and they're going to, you know, um, save their money and be registered early. Um, but getting them in that door that first time, I think, is the dilemma. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, I think uh, get, getting them through the door is a big deal. Um, once they're here, we can apply all the magic tricks we want to them. But um, mm -hmm. what she says, in a day camp setting, uh, remember, these we're getting people, it's their first time ever away from their parents in many ways. Yep. And that's such a huge step. Um, you know, resident camp, most of those people, they've gone to, to some kind of day camp or they've gone to some kind of thing where they've been away. Um, you know, no parent, very few parents would ship their kids off to the middle of the woods without any kind of like, you know, <laughs> separation experience, let's call it, right? So, so yeah. at, uh, you know, even taking kids from a daycare situation, which is what we do, 
Um, mm-hmm. At a daycare, the parents park their car, they come in, they schmooze with the teachers, they get a little piece of paper that says they had a brownie, they made a number two, they, you know, like goes through all their like details. And we're trying to train people that, you know, at day camp, at a camp, uh, no news is actually good news, right? Which is a huge, mm-hmm. huge step um, in, in getting them. But just, to, if I could address your question that you had to Sam, um, of how to sort of explain what camp is a little bit. When I do my new parent orientation, yeah. I, I do, and I do a new parent orientation and I get a substantial amount of parents to sign up to it. I, I really sort of force it upon them and make it seem like it's a compulsory thing. <clears throat> and yes. um, I talk about the journey of the hero, uh, which I know a lot of camps talk about. This was a big Jeff Lichen thing mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago, a decade ago, and, and talk about how camp is an extraordinary world. And they're going to learn these things and they're going to, they're going to have trials and tribulations and they're going to meet people that are helping them. They're going to meet people that are antagonizing them. Right. And they're going to figure it all out and they're going to find all these skills that they didn't know they had. And then they're going to take it back to their regular world, to their regular life and apply them and make them better people. And, uh, and I, and I give that talk with my staff too, especially new ones that, that don't know what they've gotten themselves into. And, and I really think that that sort of helps frame the, uh, the experience in some ways for them. Yeah, and, and for us, we've um, we've worked a lot um, over the past maybe I would say five five years really uh, um, put a focus on uh, some of the new immigrant communities in in, in the area that we um, mm-hmm. that we operate and just trying to um, differentiate as I mentioned earlier just differentiate ourselves from the the other programs um, that you know that call themselves camps or um, you know the the benefit of going to camp versus uh, you know spending the summer at summer school, um, which is a very important uh, thing for some of these communities um, that we work with. Um, you know we've we've uh, invested a lot of time and uh, and effort along with some other uh, camps in the in the area that we're working with to to run seminars and uh, ads in 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 um, different language newspapers to to uh, try to educate uh, these communities on. You know the benefits of, of, of camp and the community and and the skills, uh, obviously that uh, um, that the kids are going to walk away with at the end of the summer. So not going to summer school doesn't mean not being educated, but uh, just a different type of uh, you know different type of learning that they're going to be doing uh, during the summer. So um, you know that's been uh, been a big focus for us, and uh, and uh, it's been it's been fairly successful in terms of uh, increasing our our reach outside of our. Uh, typical community of, of, of uh, kids who have been um, loyal to us through, you know, strictly through word of mouth um, um, advertising. I got another thing, Travis, a, a couple of low hanging fruit things that uh, day camp people should be yeah. using to explain, you know, the difference between camp and school and such, which is what Aaron's sort of getting on there is outdoors, number one, right? Outdoors and yeah. technology yeah. free or faces away from screens. Because, you know, even these families from other countries, they get it, right? This new generation of parents, they get it. Their kids need to be outdoors. They see that we've taken a generation of people and they've been hijacked by technology and they haven't been outside enough and they've all got a trophy and all that kind of thing. And, And it definitely rings resonant with them. It resonates that this camp thing is outdoors within the elements. They're going to get sweaty. They're going to get hot. They're going to fall. They're going to scrape their knee. And, and 20 years ago, parents were like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And now they're like, yes, 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 yes. They want that, right? So, yeah, and, yeah, and, then, yeah. and, and the parents need an excuse to 
they need someone else to blame to get their kids away from technology. They say, oh, well, you know, if you go to this right. camp, you know, you can't bring your phone, you can't do this, can't do that, right? And then they're fine with that. Then they don't have yes. to worry about it, right? Because these parents are coming right. home at six o'clock, seven o'clock at night, and they're rushing through dinner, they're rushing through homework, you know, and they, they do not have the time or energy to battle their kids about screen time, right? right. And so now they're sending them to us and it's cut and dry, can't do it, right? And they love that. So that's, those are two things that are easy nowadays that, that day camps and resident camps should be capitalizing. So many of my special needs children also are so much more successful in the camp setting, in the outdoors, in the active world than they would be in any other situation where they're meant to sit down and be still. They just, they need to be at camp. They need to have that um, kind of education. And it's great. And, 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 you know, just to add to what Sam's saying, um, you know, for us that also uh, integration has been a part of our, our philosophy for, for many years. And I think that, um, at least the school system here in Ontario uh, up until recently didn't didn't have a lot of integration of of uh, children with with different uh, different needs and abilities and so um, the idea that uh, you know a typically developing child could spend the summer in an environment where you know they're sort of on an equal playing field with um, you know with with children of all abilities has really helped it really helps those kids grow as well and to, you know, become, you know, better members of society in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we do one activity called tennis baseball. And so it's baseball with a tennis racket and tennis ball. And yeah. what this does is, you know, everyone can play. Um, but because it's a bigger surface, everyone can hit the ball. The ball, you don't have to have a lot of arm strength that's going to go far, which is going to give you more time to get around the bases. So just about everyone can play, competitive, non-competitive. And um, it's wonderful to see the competitive kids get who needs what from them as they're being the outfield. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, that's been a big perk at my camp. I tell everybody that um, in regards to integrating in you know, an inclusion program with, with kids with needs, that I get just as many thank yous at the end of the summer from the parents of the typical kids saying what an amazing experience it was to have these kids in their group than I do with the kids with the needs parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So I guess Andy that said this and and, um, I am curious to know, do you, Aaron, do you folks have a new parents orientation of some kind? Uh, So are you asking me? Yes, I am. Um, we have a, uh, we don't do a formal, um, um, new parents orientation. We do have a, an online, um, version of something we used to, uh, send out by mail and we used to hand deliver a package that, uh, that had sort of, uh, you know, a welcome package with a number of different, uh, um, details. It was probably about 200 pages long. It was really uh, a lot of material to read. Um, so we, we streamlined it recently. We made it an online um, interactive uh, guide. Um, but uh, we do have set, uh, two uh, open houses, I guess uh, you'd call them, that we do um, prior to the beginning of um, the summer that are geared towards new families mostly. Uh, well, one specifically geared towards new families and yep. the other geared to, uh, to, to everyone. But uh, it gives the, those new families a chance to, uh, you know, walk around uh, with their kids with a, you know, under the, um, under the um, guiding uh, 
um, you know, sort of holding hand, uh, held hand of uh, one of our senior people here, and uh, they get to uh, you know ask questions and walk around freely and uh, look at you know look at all the things that they're going to be able to do in the summer. So it creates a level of comfort for uh, for those families and uh, and and those um, and those campers. And something that's really nice that uh, our registration director Patty always does when somebody. Uh, you know, somebody new to camp, um, you know, uh, signs up for the first time is that she always says, welcome to, uh, welcome to the Robin Hood family. And uh, it's like sort of her line that she has. And uh, yeah. I think it's a nice thing that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, um, she does that makes, you know, a little thing, but makes a difference for those new families. Yeah, we, we also do a, um, besides the open houses and the new parent orientation, then we have a meet the counselors night. We have a meet and greet, we call it where parents come yeah. out, we, we set aside like three hours on a weeknight and they come out and they meet their counselors at the, the actual like picnic tables that they will meet them at when mm-hmm. they get off the bus. Uh, so they get that, they get the names, they get the location down and all that. And then on that night, we have our nurses available, the inclusion team, the swim directors, the food directors, like all those different people for the parents to be able to yeah. face, face uh, and interact with them. Um, it's priceless, very priceless. Um, and then, uh, but I have to say, Aaron, I love your idea. I'm stealing your idea of the, uh, the online version of the parent resource guide because right. um, it is cumbersome and, um, uh, you know, and ours isn't 200 pages, but still, I'm sure most people don't read it fully. Uh, yeah. And uh, the more things that we can do on video, the better. That's, that's great. great I'm idea. stealing your idea, Andy, about having it on location <laughs> for the parent night because they come when they know they're going to meet their counselors they won't come to the one where you're not meeting your counselors. So I've combined them. Right. Um, but now I'm going to do it at their actual site so they'll know exactly where to go. That's great. Yeah. And they can imagine their child going to that, you know, this is the first place that they go when they get off the bus or when you drop them off. Right. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. One thing I've I've heard of, and um, I know that more overnight camps are doing this, where they're doing, like we are meeting, using technology to do a video conference meeting, um, a new parents meeting online. I often I try to encourage camps to start to do that almost monthly, monthly or more uh, in the new year. People are starting to sign up. And I've had some incredible stories um, of successes of that. One camp that I know of that is really good at metrics, they think that their orientation for parents, they did a, they cover one very small specific topic. So I guess Aaron, it's kind of the same thing. Like we're dealing with one little piece in this and then you're going to get another piece later or you move on to the next piece. And they did a, they did sessions on how to help your child not miss home so much, how to prep your child for camp, how to do all that. And, um, they, fe- they felt, and did some tracking on this, that their um, incidences of homesickness were reduced by 80% by just doing five to seven minutes on how to prep your kid and then mailing that out to every family. So the, the magic trick to that was using um, teleconferencing software. They're able to record that and they just mail it out to everybody who registers after then and all potential families. So I would say for those of you who are listening or watching this, um, I would encourage you to record these things. So you don't need to record an hour-long speech or an hour-long tour, but um, you can record that and break it up into little pieces. Like here's our, our piece on how you prep your kids for the first day of camp. Here's our healthcare piece. Here's our integration piece. It, but have that available to those families that can't make it 
And even um, families, when they register, send them out last year's version of that and still invite them to come to the new one because I want to see the place. I want to see the drop-off place, the picnic bench, the, the amphitheater. They want to see those important and timely um, aspects of, of the day at camp. It'll make them comfortable. Trap, what did they use? Uh, what software did they use for video conferencing? There is in Google Hangouts, last I checked. Um, You could easily do it on Zoom. Nice thing about Zoom is that you have a free version um, that you can have meetings of up to 40 minutes, which is just a nice barrier, a nice boundary on on what that, but you can pay for Zoom um, to hold Zoom meetings like we do for podcast recordings, and meetings can be as long as you need. You just set up the rook so it records automatically. Awesome. Nice. Great. So this has been um, a great introduction to uh, important issues in day camp in, in this year. Um, and we, we don't have enough time to do them all in the show, which is why we're pleased to announce that we're going to be doing a uh, Camp Hacker Day Camp show not in this day camp, in the Camp Hacker stream. This will be the introduction to it. You will see that when this show, is, this show comes out, we are going to have released the first couple episodes of the day camp show. So there'll be a link in our show notes of how to get to there. Um, we'll do a big announcement on, um, about when all that, that comes out, we'll have a few shows ready to go. But I'm excited to have the three of you here. Uh, Sam and Aaron and Andy are going to be our consistent co-hosts of the Day Camp Show. So nice that uh, listeners will get to, to hear how an introduction to the way that the three of you think about these things. So uh, I'm really excited about that. And it's going to be a, a big part of um, the development of the Camp Hacker Media stuff that we're doing throughout this year. So it is our pleasure to announce the, the Day Camp Podcast. And Woo-hoo! my pleasure to thank these three people for the work they've been doing to get ready for it. We've been months in the preparation already, and uh, I'm excited to, um, to to have that go out into the world and, and to have see all the discussions that are coming. We've done a lot of work on, on what those discussions are going to be. So, Well, thank you, Travis, for giving us a forum. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. We, we love the Camp Hacker podcasts the way they are, but they tend to be very resident camp heavy. And, uh, and we feel I that agree. we feel that uh, the day camp animal is a unique beast, and we're going to explore Indeed. that in, in depth, right? And not have to worry about well, it's not the same if you're in the woods at a sleepaway camp. Yeah. We can just be able to be like, and the kids go home at night and tell their parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the staff go home at night and have their own staff lives. That sometimes yeah. it's hard to right. bring them back in. Yeah, Monday mornings at day camp are interesting for staff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get them focused the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So thank you. Thank you for the three of that. I'm excited for people to get to hear those shows today. Um, you can go to iTunes or your, um, your whatever app you use for podcasts on your phone and just search for um, the day camp podcast and you will be able to find it there. So thank you. Uh, as part of this Camp Hacker show, uh, what I want to say is that um, we're going to move ourselves now onto the last part of the normal Camp Hacker show, and that is our tool of the week. Tool of the week. So 
So if you're just joining this because you're a fan of Aaron or Andy or Sam and haven't watched a Camp Hacker show before, each show we ask our panelists to bring a tool that makes them a better camp director. And um, the budget is from zero to $80,000 at this point. Um, and uh, it is just something that helps you every day. We hope it's the little things that, that make your day just a little bit better, um, but it, it can be anything. Uh, I wanted to start, Sam, with yours. What is the, the tool that you use that makes you a better camp director? I just started using um, uh, an app called Kahoot. It's K-A-H-O-O-T exclamation part point. And um, basically, um, it's either $9.95 a month or $19.95 a month, depending how much you want to do on it. Um, but I'm using it to, um, at the end of my camp training, I used to have a written test, how boring. Um, now I can put the questions that I wanted to see that my staff really did retain into a multi-choice um, multi question on Kahoot. So they can bring their phones. I give them the link. And they answer the questions, their time questions on their phone, and it'll put it on the big screen. Who was first? Who got it right? And then right. by the time you get all the way through, somebody wins. And you can do it in a group setting. So this table can work together to answer the question, um, which I kind of liked better mm -hmm. than the individual. But it's been an exciting way to end training. That sounds cool. awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Um, Andy, what, what's your tool of the week? Well, from zero to $80,000, this one is $4 and 99 cents and it's called dark <laughs> skies. It's a weather app that was reckoned, recommended to me <clears throat> by Russ Coleman, who's the director of Coleman day camp out on long Island, because you know, when you're a day camp director, you have to be part meteorologist. Just no doubt about it, right? Yep, we're, we're, we're waking up at six in the morning and we're looking at the, the progression of the, where the radar screens and all that kind of thing. And if it's going to be over 100 degrees, are we going to cancel the field sports? And if it's going to be liquid sunshining, are we going to be doing various other alternatives? And, um, you know, I was using IntelliCast. I was using the Weather Channel. I was using all different ones. And uh, this has been the most... Uh, you know, dependable one for me, dark skies. And I know it's a, it's a, it's an ominous sort of negative word name. It, it, I, I wish it was a little happier, <laughs> but it tells you about the impending doom that's about to come to you. And, and in a very timely way, and the radar screens are very accurate. And okay. the, um, <clears throat> the, the best part of it to me is it tells you, you will get notifications. Um, you know, rain will be starting in 10 minutes in your area kind of thing. I would say 90, 95% accurate. And then it'll say rain, ending in your area in 25 minutes that kind of thing very yeah. very accurate also which i have found is it's just it's nice it, if people know the end is near it's great and also if the end is not near it's good yep. to know that also yep. so it gives you sort of like an hour look into the future and it guesses when the rain is going to go based on the radar screens and all that kind of thing um you know we're a very technology free camp i leave it on my desk i, I yeah. don't look you know i come in and access it that way um, but yeah, I, I've given it out to probably a hundred other camp directors and they've all thanked me profusely. And I know there's some cheap skates out there. I don't want to pay four ninety nine for an app, do it, <laughs> worth it, charge it, run it through as an expense. Yep. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> that is great. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. Uh, Aaron, what's your tool? And uh, so for me, um, 
there's there's a lot you know for for many camps day camps specifically there's a lot of logistics involved with um with scheduling um our our uh, our campers uh in in uh in activities throughout the day and we do uh um a lot of a lot of scheduling we have about 50 or more than over 50 groups uh at camp and each one has an individual schedule we don't have individual schedules for each camper but uh but there's a lot of uh activities and a lot of groups and uh logistics have been um a, a huge challenge when it comes to um uh, you know organizing that those schedules and so we've done many different methods over the years including you know excel spreadsheets and manually uh manually providing uh boards where camper uh sorry sorry counselors will select activities on and and just write them down on a on a physical board but uh we found this software a few years ago that uh um at relatively new and it's been extremely helpful um it allows us to do most of uh you know most of what we need to do and there's customization features where uh sorry customization um where you can you know override some of the some of the um features that it has so you can do your own changes it's uh, yeah. it's called camp camptivities um, it was designed by a camp who, uh, a, uh, sorry, camp director who runs a camp similar to uh, many of ours, and uh, uh, they have same sort of challenges. And uh, so it's it's very intuitive. It's very uh, very much you know what uh, a camp um, you know a, a camp director needs uh, in in terms of uh, you know handling all these logistics and 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 doing it in a, in a, in a you know easy to use um, effective efficient way and. Uh, it's all you know online. You can do it. Uh, you can have multiple people working on it at the same time, uh, and uh, it's, it's been great for us. Perfect. Yeah. And sh- shout out to Ryan Rosen out at that, yeah. uh, and from Los Angeles Camp Director, who helped put it together. He's a great guy. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That is awesome, Aaron. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, my tool of the week today is um, is this principle, and it's a principal philosophy of mine and it is a tool to support that so my philosophy when i'm thinking about how to sell parents on camp what i think about all the time uh, is that we have to first build trust before we ask people to hand over their kids to us before we have to work to build trust before we even say hey would you like to send your kid here and um i've been collaborating with a number of camp directors over the past year and a half this was started by a group that i did a a year-long master class with and we've been collecting evergreen articles um, in a, just a form online that anybody can fill out. It's called Being Useful to Parents. And it is articles that aren't necessarily, these are all the benefits of camps. These are even broader picture, be useful to camp. So it be useful to parents. So it is stuff about uh, raising boys. It's stuff about what it's like to have conversations with your kids. It's you know stuff about the benefits of the outdoors and getting out of nature and how that helps on kids development. It's a huge spectrum of things. And so I would invite all Camp Hacker listeners to go to camphacker.tv slash podcast, look for this episode there, and then you will see um, the way that you can contribute. So the price of admission is contribute one article, doesn't matter if it's been duplicated, just one article that would be useful to parents and isn't timely. Like it's not, come join us in the next two weeks for this thing. Instead, it's a bigger resource philosophy, something to be useful that we can all as, a, as an industry work to build trust with parents by saying, hey, I was thinking of, of you know, prospects 
um, current camp families, all of it. There's just, here's three things that I saw this month that would be really helpful to you as a parent. And so um, I invite everybody to come and contribute to the, the being useful list. And then when you contribute, I will then add you on the, the background Google spreadsheet and you can copy and paste away with that and use those there. So uh, I hope that everybody will do that. Go to camphacker.tv slash podcast and find the link to the being useful article. So all of these things that all four of us have been talking about in our tools will be there, plus some of the other resources that we have been talking about. Um, the other thing I would say is that um, in conclusion, as we think about wrapping up this show, I want to remind people that um, we're putting out these stuff for free every week, or not every week, we're putting out this stuff for free every year over and over again in order to better the people, better the camp community. And so if you have people who you know who we could appreciate the show, please do share it. You can do that from the podcast app. You can do it from YouTube, depending on where you are, where you're getting the show from. Um, but also if you go to camphacker.tv slash iTunes, you can leave us a review there. So if you got something useful today, then Two minutes on iTunes is very helpful to help us get the show in front of other people. And we'll be doing a lot of that same ask when you uh, follow these three into the Day Camp podcast. Make sure that uh, you give us your reviews there on the show so that more people can find these resources. In conclusion today, I want to thank um, my three co-hosts for being here. Andy, if someone has some follow-up questions to what you said, how can they get in touch with you? The best way to get me is andy at libertylakedaycamp.com. I'm happy Excellent. to help. I do it all the time. Brilliant. Thanks, Andy, for being here today. You're welcome. Pleasure. It's Sam. How about you? How can people get in touch with you if they have a question? S. Thompson at crystallakeparks.org. Great. Thank you, Sam. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Aaron, what's the best way to follow up with you? Uh, for me, it's uh, my first name, which is, I'll spell it for you. It's not the typical way of spelling Aaron. It's E-H-R-E-N at camprobinhood.ca. .ca. Excellent. Thanks, Aaron. It's good to hear from you today. The pleasure being here. Thanks. Right on. So in, in conclusion, I want to thank everybody for being here. We offer our huge debt of gratitude to those who are the patrons who help pay for this show. Uh, and also to Matt Hansberger, who's our producer and editor for getting this show out to everyone. You can find Matt's show notes, as I said, camphacker.tv slash podcast. And thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.